Hey, this is Bobby from NEPA Horror Fest inviting you to the Circle Drive-In this Saturday, October 15th for NEPA Horror Fest 13 Short Films 8. The gates open at noon. We have live music, over 60 vendors with the Scranton Punk Rock Flea Market. And when the sun goes down, we have 13 independent horror films, short horror films from all over the world, including Japan, Taiwan, Iran, and the United Kingdom. Hope to see you there. Tickets are only $20. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck. It won't turn off. Son of a fucking bitch. Don't edit this. Play the whole thing, Matt. What the fuck? Well, it's the A Show. On CKCC Radio. It's the Big Trash Show tonight. on CKCC Radio. <laughs> Monday morning, 9 a.m. Thank you for tuning in. Matt and Chris, like usual, we are going through our people who are who have come together through the sport of professional wrestling for the fall 2022 season. Congratulations to one half of the AIW Tag Team Champions, Arthur McArthur, for winning last episode against the man Adam Van. That was so entertaining. So, deep down, I was really hoping for a tie, because that would fit the gimmick of them being the same person, but we did not get that. Since that episode's over, and there, there's no, like, we're all, I think um, they call it episodic. Where did the idea come from of having the, both of them on? Like, did, wasn't it Adam that was like, oh, I got this idea? No, I actually pitched it to Adam. I was like, hey, let's get you and Artie together and, and do this thing. And it worked Just out. Kiss, Matt. That was great. It worked out really well. I think it was Adam's best showing, and the Artie McArty party was pretty ridiculous. The Artie McArty party, that's right. Held at uh, the Cleveland Brown Stadium. Today, a much different episode, because tonight, much like they did at the, uh, at the end of their run in GSW, Bowstorm explodes. <laughs> Joining us here the former Grand Slam Wrestling Tag Team Champions, and they had a pretty lengthy reign in the uh, Music Youth Center days. Shane Storm, Bo Dakota, Bo Storm, Bo Dakota joining us from Perry County, Pennsylvania, Chop the Chop Saw Outlaw, the Chew Spit Misfit, is that another Misfit. one? Yeah, um, it was really old. Also joining us, a man who... um well, he was Stigma was in a scramble match at WXW where where Bo had trained Shane Storm. Hey guys, how's it going? I gotta I gotta do this open admission. This move set from from Bo the I'm chopping I'm chopping I'm chopping elbow drop 
Yeah, yeah. Huge mark for it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Loved every time that was, I did it. I was like, here it goes. <laughs> that was that was the first incarnation of it, and then later I turned it into a. Uh, I didn't chop anymore. I turned it into a snot rocket elbow. But oh, um, gross. that first that first uh, chop chop elbow drop that was like a gimmick thing. That do you guys remember Alex Anthony? Yes. Yes. Yes, when I was training at the Wasamoan Center in Allentown, he helped me come up with that to get, like, a oh. gimmick move in. So it came from his mind. So It worked out. Yeah, yeah I liked yeah. it. <laughs> so, so yep. Bowstorm had a lot of history. They came together, I believe, in a turkey bowl along with um, Dick Justice. They were the Dick Storm Outlaws. Dick Storm Outlaws. <laughs> um, and at one point... It was supposed to be Shane Storm and Dick Justice as the tag team as Dick Storm. But Dick kind of blew up and started working a lot of other places. We were like, oh, well, he teamed with Bo, too, so let's see what we can do with this. And the next thing you know... And the other team blow up. I, I think I said this to you guys both outside of this, but did you know that they put air conditioning in the Music Youth Center now? Wow. No. no. Oh. Yeah. My daughter goes to cheerleading practice in the Music Youth Center, and I walk in one day, and I'm like, I, I like the teacher saying something to me. I just stop her and go, hold on. <laughs> is is it air conditioned in here? And she goes, yes, it is. I said, <laughs> let me tell you a funny story. <laughs> I told her about how ten years years ago they told us after our first show that they were getting air conditioning soon. Boy, that would have been nice. Oh yeah, yeah, that was always rough in there. Yes, it was. So that said, today here on the A Show, the year that they have selected being Bo and Shane Storm is the year of 1999. So anyone who was active in the year 1999 is eligible to be drafted. It's this is kind of interesting I was going to bring up. So, of course, I was doing a little bit browsing on the PWI 500 from 99. And uh, towards the bottom of the list, there was a name that I thought was Dick Justice, but it was Dark Justice. <laughs> and then further up on the list, there was also <laughs> Rick Justice. Rick Justice, yeah. So there's Rick it. Justice and Dark Justice, but there is no Dick Justice on the 99 PWI 500. There's never any dick justice there. I take it. And, you know, we'll let, we'll let it go. We'll, we'll give it a pass on this one. Rules are the same as always. Uh, Bo and Shane will take turns drafting. In just a moment, we'll decide who drafts first. And they can draft singles wrestlers, tag teams, trios, stables, however they want to draft. And, but if they draft people together, they have to use them together on their show. And everyone they draft, they have to use they can draft someone with a title belt that they held in the year 1999, and no one else can have that belt. Round seven will be the wild card round, and in the wild card, Bo will draft for Shane, and Shane will draft for Bo. Ah, so good. Uh, (laughs) The the two sides will go back and forth until they feel that they have drafted enough people to have a show. We'll take a break, and they'll come back and present their shows to you. So the way we decide who drafts first is pretty simple. Uh, Decker's thinking of a number between 1 and 10. Whichever one of you guesses closer 
will be the first draft pick. We're not going to do the alphabet thing? <laughs> thinking, for the, uh, thinking of a letter between D and S. All right, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Image really made that difficult on you on the last one. All right, I have my number. Shane's throwing with seven. Bo. Three. Oh, this is a first. The number is five. <laughs> so now, look at the letter between A and, a and Z. <laughs> We've never M. Matt, that's the first time they're, they've been exactly apart. Yes. So Gene Storm right. says M. <laughs> Bo. M. All right. Uh, F. It is Bo, because the letter was H. All right. So Bo has the first draft pick. And whenever you are ready, Bo, you may begin. Okay. I think I would like to take The Rock with the WWF title. All right. I will take uh, Kenta Kobashi. Oh. All right. Okay. Well, I want to take The Outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Okay. That's a good pick. I will take... Jerry the King Lawler. I'm so intrigued now. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to use them in that order, but if I did, that wouldn't be terrible. Kobashi Lawler. Some crown nonsense going on there. I have, like, uh, like, you know, a couple matches, like a general idea, but the other's just, like, winging it. So I think I need Sting. I need Sting. Uh, That sucks. There goes Shane's Jerry Lawler against Sting. Uh, oh, man. Jerry Lawler and Sting, I think, would have been a great match. All right. I will take Raven. Okay. I feel like this is going by really fast. What round am I on now? Four. Four? <laughs> okay. Hold on. I would like uh, Ken Shamrock with the Intercontinental title. Hold on. In 99, can we confirm Ken Shamrock with the belt? Okay. Yep. I will take Mitsuharu Misawa. This one's going to be really weird, but it's whatever. I want uh, Mankind in Al Snow. Oh, wow. I like (laughs) that team. Decker doesn't make a face at all. I like that team. Okay. I will take Kushinbo Kamen. Can we confirm that's a person? Come on. I, I've what? never heard of that wrestler before. What number is that on the list? You have the PWI? What number is that? Oh, I don't think he's on the PWI 500. He and Ebison had a lot of matches together in Osaka Pro. If you saw any of Ebison's classic matches, they were against a guy that was in some gear, pretty much like a clown. Okay. Kushinbo Kamen, or maybe Common. Kushinbo Kamen, maybe. So, having known Shane Storm for, like, 20 years, I trust him on this. <laughs> I trust his yeah, Japanese wrestling either. knowledge. I honestly had a feeling that uh, he was going to pick a bunch of Japanese people. I did. So um, I was hoping he was just going to bounce around from different genres. Like, he was just going to be like, all right, now I'm taking uh, Milano AT. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <that's- laughs> and now I'm taking Chili Willy. Everybody's homeboy. <laughs> Kodiak Bear. <laughs> this is what round am I on? Six. Really? Wow. I need uh I need Randy Savage. I want Randy Savage. 
I guess I'll get away from the Japanese guys, and I will take George the Animal Steel. <laughs> so now we're in the wild card. So, Bo, who are you giving to Shane? I'm going to give him Rodney. Oh, Rodney. Just Rodney. Just Rodney. Yeah, man, that's a good one. Just that's Rodney. That's pretty good. <laughs> then I hope you enjoy yourself some Pete Gas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That was an excellent retort. <laughs> okay. So now Bo continues to pick for himself. Alright, back to me. Could I get... I wrote a couple things down here. Um, Chris Benoit. Just him. Just Chris Benoit. Nobody with him. I will take <laughs> Toshiaki Kawada. He'll have a great match with Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys forget about the music posse before I brought that up? Like they were nope. a thing? Everybody forgot about them? No? No. I probably thought about the Mean Street posse within the last week. <laughs> I can't recall, but I know for sure. Okay. Driving around, looking at all yeah. the reverse. Like, you know, I bet Rodney's right there. I would like with Bill Alfonso RVD with the ECW TV title. He included Fonzie with it. That's how you know it's yep. Um I will take Meng. All right. Yes. Is it Meng for you guys, or is it Haku? It's always Haku to me, but I don't know. Really, he was Ming for for longer. Well, what was he before yeah. he was Haku? Was he just uh, Tonga? I think he was Noah? King Tonga or Tonga Kid. No, yeah, he, he was the Tonga Kid. No, he was not Tonga Kid. That's a different person. Could I get the tag team of Balls Mahoney and Spike Dudley? I will take the New Age Outlaws. Ooh, I would like the Big Red Machine. The Cincinnati Reds. Yes, <laughs> the whole team. <laughs> I will take Evason. I feel like this is going by really fast, all these picks. How prepared were you? I was prepared with a couple matches, but um, yeah. I don't have like a list. I'm really kind of putting people in those places as I go. Like I, I have the, the PWI from that year in front of me. Okay. what Matt, what round is this? This is round 12. Twelve. Okay. Can I get Undertaker with Paul Bear? The Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. I'll take KG Muto. Another person will have a great match with Rodney, for sure. <laughs> Rodney's his main event. You guys don't know. <laughs> main event in any arena. Can I, just, can I just say real quick that I I opted to look up uh, Shane Storm on Wikipedia and not only is there a very lengthy Wikipedia article, but Bonacota is listed in it. Champion? Like tag team thing? Yes. yes. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I I tell whenever someone mentions that, I could say that I have no idea how it would happen to edit or make an article on Wikipedia. I think maybe Chikara fans back in the day were just really into it. But even yeah. some of some other Chikara guys, like Vin Gerards isn't as lengthy. It's really pretty strange. I remember when... December 10th, 2003, is that accurate? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in Manesson, Pennsylvania for Championship Wrestling Federation. That's out near Pittsburgh. 
I think. Yeah. Monessen, yeah. I think my first wow. three matches were there. Wow. That was the old Shikara go-to, though, was to send the kids to, like, little-known promotions to get experience in front of crowds. I remember when we had the, the radio station shows, we had, like, the early incarnation of Orange Cassidy. We had the Osirian Portal. We had I refed Green Ant's first singles match. That's pretty cool. Which he later told me, um, which he is no longer Green Ant, but I saw him years later. He's like, you refed my first singles match. I was like, I had no idea. That's the bow. Yeah, okay. It's me. So, uh, I will take the very underrated team with the tag team titles from WWF, the Holly Cousins. Yeah! That's pretty good. Crash and Hardcore. The Steiner Brothers. Nice. Okay. Can I, can I get Perry Saturn, please? Absolutely. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Perry Saturn. Why is everybody laughing? I actually was going to take Saturn in this pick as a tag team. I think the best part of Saturn is that his name is Perry. And if you take away Perry, then he's just a planet. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to take the Eliminators. But that was Eliminator. I will take... Crowbar. I would like... Okay, this one's a stretch. But I could draft anybody from 99, correct, Matt? Yeah. Chris? Whether they appeared on a show, on a pay-per-view, or whatever, I could draft them. Yeah. Correct? Okay, I would like Pete Rose in his chicken suit. Yeah! (laughs) All right, let's see. My last pick will be... Al Snow is taken, right? Was. Yeah. No, no. Was. I mean. And the Holly Cousins. Damn. That was a good pick. All right. I will take the Hardys as a team, of course. So, just because Shane is done, Bo, doesn't mean you have to be done. You can keep going. I have one more pick. I'm pretty sure. All right. Yeah, I have one more. My last pick. And it shows what, what I think about the guy. Hulk Hogan. He's my last pick. So at this point, we open the, uh, the floor to up to two trades. If you want to trade, correct? Yeah. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I mean, if Shane Storm really wants the Holly Cousins, got the pony up the big bucks. I would have be interested in, I don't have anything that probably would have been on your list. I would trade something for Sting, but if if he were to give up Sting, then I would have to make another pick. And so, if that's against the rules, then we can just eliminate that. I mean, based off the format that I heard from one or two previous episodes, I, I need Sting. I can't. I can't get rid of him. Then, for what I have in my mind, so that is fine with me. And I can guarantee you, before we even go to the the final round where we reveal our cards, me and my partner Shane Storm are going to have two completely different fucking cards. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's true. I didn't even have titles in my mind. Like, during this, I was like, oh man, what? should I take some titles? And then uh, 
It's not necessary. Well, okay. Let's take a break and see what you guys come up with. We'll be back after a few words from our not sponsors here on the A Show on CKCC Radio. Greetings, wrestling fans. My name is Peter DeLong. And if you're looking for quick, easily digestible nuggets of pro wrestling goodness in an episodic format, Look no further than Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong on YouTube. Join me as I highlight different wrestlers or promotions worthy of your attention. Each episode features wrestlers, teams, and stables that deserve the spotlight, upcoming events in your local independent wrestling scene, or anything else interesting in the world of independent wrestling. Listen in as I run down the must-know info to get you familiar with our subject du jour. And then sit back and enjoy a related match featuring delectable custom commentary by yours truly, including some exclusive footage you won't be able to find anywhere else. Get your wrestling fix in bite-sized episodes with Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong. If you have personal footage, an upcoming event, or a product in general that could benefit from being featured on Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong, feel free to shoot me a message at PeterDeLongTalks at gmail.com, Peter DeLong on Facebook, or Twitter at DE underscore Talks. It's the most successful independent wrestling promotion of this generation. It's the place where the stars of today made their name. Now get the inside story of Ring of Honor from those that lived it with an honorable mention. Join Ring of Honor alumni Shane Hagedorn and his co-host Jeff Schwartz as they break down a classic Ring of Honor event every Tuesday and get the -the behind-the-scenes scoop and inside stories that you won't hear anywhere else. An honorable mention available every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. For exclusive bonus content, plus early ad-free access to every show, check out patreon.com slash an honorable pod. How do you say CMLL's name? Is it a Conseil Libre? I don't know. And with that, we return to the A-Show <laughs> here on CKCC Radio, and we present three questions with Chris Decker. Oh, my new, my new segment, yep. three questions. For Shane Storm that I've dug out of his – that I've dug from his Wiki, very long Wikipedia entry. Uh, question number one, which finisher do you prefer, the Shining Wizard or the Tombstone? Shining Wizard. For any other reason other than <laughs> hurting somebody up sucks? Um, I always liked it more of a move, and the Tombstone really just fit. Nobody else did it, and it worked. Okay. Um, I, didn't, I didn't mind doing it. I don't – uh, early on, I had guys way up high, so it was it looked terrible because they were nowhere near contacting the map. But whatever, I'm a I'm a monster with a mustache. I'm not going to break somebody's neck, so I was always safer with it. But definitely loved the Shining Wizard and it, it fit Chainstorm's character. Question number two: Memories and thoughts of night one. Match two of uh, KOT 2007, taking on Team IWS of Max Boyer and the now Cool Hand Ange and Daddy Magic. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think I remember anything. Okay. Well, uh, that is not to offend anyone. That's more so that I had a, a few too many concussions in that time frame that I'd like to admit to. Oh, but. Yeah. And I really had a lot of matches with uh, 2.0 oh, right. and Max Boyer. So that specific match, 
I don't remember. All right. Finally, d- during your car run. Favorite name for a show? Kids Eat Free on Tuesdays. And that's three questions. To <laughs> <laughs> I did not remember you having that match with Max Boyer in 2.0. I didn't remember Max Boyer still being with Chikara for that long. What year was that? Who were my... It said it said uh, February 07, uh, you quack Jigsaw in King of Trios, defeat Team IWS. Then, oh, that was the first match. Second match was Team TNA with Alex Shelley. It was Motor City and uh, Sanjay Dutt. Uh, then he took on Lince Alpantera and Ticadelio. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, he's a um, nephew to, like, Mil Mascaris and Dos Caras, son of Cicadelico. And then uh, and then the finals, it looks like it was uh, Team Kaintai. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I was just going through and I was looking at names. And I was like, oh, Maxime Bouillet. And I just wanted to say that word. That was the first King of Trios. Yeah. That was the one that I think Colin was, like, signed the day before. So they had to find a replacement. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, because it was Brody and the, the Olsen twin. So... We are ready for our 1999 cards. Because Bo drafted first, <laughs> he will present first. <laughs> okay. You guys ready? Ready as one of me. Okay. So, this show takes place at the Music Youth Center. Yay! <laughs> and it is, it is titled Music City Mayhem. <laughs> there are 48 fans in attendance. <laughs> so, for the first match on the card, we have, for the WWF Tag Team Titles, it's a hardcore tag match. It's Hardcore and Crash Holly taking on Balls Mahoney and Spike Dudley, and they fight all over the music you There's no protection, and everyone can see your wiener. You know, into the backstage area, all over the place. And it turns out, uh, you know, the Hartley Cousins get the win. Hardcore does the Alabama slam on Spike Dudley and do a huge thing of thumbtacks, and they get the one, two, three. That's the first match on the card. Number two. So, second so, match. I'd, I'd like to note Head. that you cut out for a little bit, and when you came back in, you said, and everyone can see your reader. There was no protection. Yeah. They, they fight... They fight. It's a hardcore title match. They fight all over the Music U Center, even into the bathroom where they have that urinal where no one can see your wiener. Oh, or everyone man. can see your wiener. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got what I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> all right, press conference. And then, uh, hold on. Hold yep. On, and then the conference. Har- where did the guys what? come out? Did they come down the big steps or did they, or did they rig something uh, with the stage? <laughs> No, it's just uh, through the through the stage area where there's the curtains and you, we have the thing set up there. The uh, okay. the staircase comes into play later. So uh, anyway, the Holly cousins get the win. Okay, they get the one, two, three. Match number two in the Music Youth Center. We have Mankind taking on Kevin Nash in a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> okay, and no, there's no holding of the phone. Mankind comes out first, and he learned his lesson from last year against The Undertaker, so he scales the cage. He scales all the way to the top. 
Nash comes out second. He's all cocky. He's cocky as shit. He's taking his time. Nash sees Mankind on top of the cage. He starts to scale it. He gets maybe 10, 12 feet up in the air. His shoulders give out. He dislocates, <laughs> dislocates both of his shoulders. He's screaming in pain. He falls to the ground. He breaks both of his feet. He shatters both of his kneecaps. They're blown out. They throw up the X. They get the meat wagon in. They cart him out. The match never officially starts. The match never officially starts. Mankind doesn't know what to do. They tell him to get down. Then they raise the cage up. Twelve fans are super pissed off. There was uh, 48 fans. Twelve fans demand a refund. So now there's only 36 fans in attendance. One of those fans was a young Mike Vaughn, because he was in the area at the time, and he never starts his pro wrestling career because of it. <laughs> so, yeah, so they don't know what to do, because there's an injury all of a sudden. So what they end up doing is they run four Stacker 2 commercials to eat up time. Stacker 2 fat-burning commercials. Okay. So, oh, God. <laughs> So they recap Yep. <laughs> I think that yeah, there was a SummerSlam that was just like, SummerSlam brought you by acne. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so that was match number two, which never got officially started. So match number three comes out. It's a 30-minute submission match. It's uh, for the Intercontinental title, Ken Shamrock, taking on Chris Benoit. 30-minute submission match. No submissions are scored within the 30 minutes. Uh, so I guess Kent Shamrock retains, and they show a sign of respect after the match. They shake hands. They raise each other's hands. The crowd's happy. Everybody's happy. Next up, there's <laughs> it's a triple threat match. It's Pete Gass <laughs> against Kane against Pete Rose in his chicken suit. So the match starts where Kane and Pete Rose, they form an alliance. And they back up towards each other, and they look at Pete Gass as if they're going to take him on two-on-one. So they double choke slam Pete Gass. He's unconscious. He's done. The crowd goes wild. Pete Rose turns on Kane, gives him 5.3 choke slams. So he does five full choke slams and .3 of a choke slam, but his lower back gives out. <laughs> After his lower back gives out, he gives seven tombstone pile drivers to Kane. Pins Kane, Pete Rose is your winner triple threat match. What? Then we have a bat. A bat. <laughs> what? Yeah, Pete you're hearing it right. Kane seven tombstones. Yeah, and 5.3 choke slams. You missed that part. All right, so we go to a backstage segment where Scott Hall is outside the trainer's room, and he, he, he says that Nash is all patched up. They gave him his cortisone shots, his pain pills. And he's going to end up seeking revenge on mankind tonight. Oh, my God. And then the backstage, the backstage interviewer says, well, mankind didn't do anything. It was really the hell in a cell's fault, not Foley's. To which Hall says, uh, can I start over? All uh, Sid Vicious. And then the interviewer, whoever the fuck he is, in, J- in the best JR impression says, nah, we are live. And then the segment cuts. We're live, pal. The trainers were yeah, we're live, the backstage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or in the parking lot. 
Where the trainers uh, there would obviously be at the music youth center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoever you want it to be. <laughs> match number five comes out. It's a false count anywhere match. It's Rob Van Dam with Bill Alfonso for the ECW TV title against Ministry of Darkness Undertaker with Paul Bear. And it's a really back and forth matchup. And the Undertaker puts RBD over. I think I get this now. Bo's card is a WWF 2K card where somebody custom built the music you said her. It's it's basically a real it's like a real match and then like a gimmick match like comedy match. <laughs> For road trips, okay. we used to make uh, mix CDs that were a real song and then a TV theme song yep. mixed, and they were incredible. Yep. So I think the same thing can apply yep. to wrestling shows. I love it. That's awesome. Okay, <laughs> so that was match five. So Taker Ministry of Darkness Taker put over RVD. Okay. Match six, we have the revenge match. It's Mankind who comes out, and then the Outsiders come out. So it's Kevin Nash, who's all patched up. He's cortisone shot. He's got his pain pills. He's good to go. He comes out with Scott Hall as the Outsiders. They tell Mankind to pick a tag team partner. He calls out his buddy Al Snow. So it's a tag match. Mankind and Al Snow against the Outsiders. The entire match, Nash is on the outside. He finally gets the hot tag. He gives a big clothesline to Mankind. He feeds up, gives another big clothesline to Mankind. He feeds up. Mankind charges Kevin Nash. He ducks Mick Foley's clothesline, hits the ropes. His head pops off his shoulders. That's how delicate he is. That's the individual. That's the gimmick I'm trying to put over so Nash's head pops off of his fucking shoulders, and it lands in the hands of Al Snow. So the referee calls the match. It's over. It's a no contest. Al Snow takes his gimmick dummy snow or uh, head, drops it, and his new head gimmick is that he carries around the head of Kevin Nash. End of match. Match number seven. This is a uh, in in 1999 in my universe. This is a huge culmination. We have Perry Saturn going one-on-one with Hulk Hogan in a loser wears a dress the rest of their career match. (laughs) Yes, after 57 minutes of in-ring competition, Perry Saturn gets the win against Hulk Hogan and every single Hulk Hogan memory that you have from 1999 forward, Hulk Hogan's wearing a skirt. He's wearing a dress. When he comes into the NWO... In 2002, when he does the Mr. America gimmick, it's clearly Hulk Hogan because he's wearing the skirt. Hulk ah, Hogan ah. loses the seventh match. And then the main event, <laughs> the main event of the night is uh, The Rock with the defends the WWF Championship against Macho Man Randy Savage. And they go one-on-one. It's a back-and-forth contest. There's a light malfunction halfway through the match. But that's just because the Music Youth Center is really shitty. Then about 15 minutes later, there's another light malfunction. And then when the lights come back on, Sting is in the middle of the ring. And everybody thinks that Sting is going to aid Savage in the victory. But he ends up turning on Savage. And he helps Rock retain the WWF Championship. Sting, the entire time, instead of the Raptors, 
he was behind a little black curtain on top of the staircase that was in the back of the Music U Center. He stayed there the entire night. He just stood there in front of a black curtain. So when he helps The Rock retain the WWF championship, the crowd goes wild. They throw each other's arms up in victory. They're celebrating with each other. And both The Rock and Sting walk back up that staircase in the back of the Music U Center. And they stand behind that black curtain until all the fans leave the building 40 minutes later. <laughs> and that's the end of the show. <laughs> Take my money. I would watch that all day, every day. I, I have a press conference. So Go ahead. The Hell in a Cell is hanging from the ceiling of the Music Youth Center. Yep. Um, Hell in a Cell is about as tall as the Music Youth Center. It is the Doesn't size. matter. It could fit inside a Hell in a Cell. Yep. So, uh, how low does, when they bring it back up to the ceiling, just how low does it hang down to the ring? They make it work. Uh, they make when, it work. When Root tries to get into the ring, he hits his head. Fair enough. So, um, <laughs> wow. That was something. Shane Storm, how do you counter? Oh, man. Uh, I really have something to learn with the, uh, Entertaining match, overly entertaining match, with legit match, overly entertaining match, legit match. That is definitely the way to go, and I really should have taken that into consideration. So our show is at the ECW Arena, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the show's called Let's Take a Poll. <laughs> the first match, nice, fun, holiday match, is Ebison versus Kushinbo Kamen, two guys I've... Loved watching wrestle hundreds of times on a jack-o'-lantern on a pole match where <laughs> you must capture the jack-o'-lantern and then you can use it as a weapon. It's After eight minutes, Ebison was able to grab the pumpkin, smashes it over Kushin Bukayman's head, gives him a shining wizard while the pumpkin's on his head, and gets the win. That's excellent. <laughs> Taking this in a completely different direction... The next match is Raven versus Rodney of the Mean Street Posse in a fans bring the stuff on the pole match. So the fans bring whatever they like, just like a fans bring the weapons match, but they're hung around the ring on four different poles, and uh, you can climb up, get the weapon, or item, or person, and use it in some way to win the match. A person on uh, a pole? Yeah, there could be. <laughs> Grandmothers, aunts, cousins, relatives, neighbors, anything. You want to bring it, they'll put it on the pole. Of course, chairs, foam rollers, <laughs> frying pans, all the stuff. Uh, but after nine minutes, Rodney wins after hitting Raven with a scientific calculator. <laughs> I mean... The next match is um, following uh, a theme of uh, holiday, just like the Halloween match is the first one. Jerry Lawler versus George the Animal Steel on December 23rd. Uh, Jerry versus George are having a Festivus pole on a pole match. 
<laughs> in 13 minutes, uh, George is defeated after a failed feat of strength attempt after capturing the Festivus pole. <laughs> <laughs> the next match is a tag team matchup, triple threat. The Steiners versus the Hardys versus the New Age Outlaws. These three teams have been feuding for months, and it's getting really granular to where the tag rope is coming into play. And the Steiners won't drop it that the Hardys and the New Age Outlaws refuse to use the tag rope. So this is a three-way tag rope on a pole match. Oh, my God. Where the object is to <laughs> capture your opponent's tag rope, which is above their corner on a pole. The Steiners, <laughs> right off the bat, say, fuck this shit. That's not what we meant. And they left. <laughs> so the Hardys or the New Age Outlaws need to capture both of the other tag ropes to win. And the New Age Outlaws successfully did so in 14 minutes as well. <laughs> rope on a pole. Tag rope. <laughs> That's about not what we meant. <laughs> and they just leave. How about they have to get the tag rope in order to tag in their, their tag team partner? That's the only way they can do it. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I uh, <laughs> had that tag team element on a pole, so it was tag rope. Completely the opposite of the reason of a tag uh, tag rope, but still, that's that's what it was. The New Age Outlaws won. All right, moving on. A little more serious. Kawada versus Kobashi versus Mudo versus Misawa in a Fighting Spirit freeze spray on a pole match. So, you know that freezing spray, cooling spray that after all the great Japanese matches they use on their necks after they break them. Is, is hung above the ring on a pole. Now, you don't have to capture it to win, but you do have to capture it to be the only person that can use it. This is cold after, rules. After 45 minutes, Kobashi manages to give the other three opponents burning hammers, starting with Mudo, then Misawa, then Kawada. Mudo pulls out some fighting spirit out of nowhere, Runs at Kobashi, nails him with a shining wizard as he's getting up from delivering that burning hammer. Climbs the top rope, grabs the freeze spray, uses it while moonsaulting onto Kobashi, and wins the match. <laughs> and everyone else just has to hurt, because they don't get the freezing spray. Yes, yeah, there's no, no medical care for them. <laughs> the main event, the moment everyone in the ECW arena is waiting for is Mang versus Crowbar. These <laughs> competitors competed in 1999, of course. In 2000, they had arguably one of the best on-the-pole matches of all time. It was a chairs on-the-pole match where you had to climb up and get the chair to hit your opponent. The thing is, Mang has always hated that match. He, he feels like it's a disgrace to his career. So every no, I made that up. But oh. <laughs> every opportunity he has to save money, he takes his own candy to the theater. He doesn't eat out. He never tips. He saves money, and it's always 
his goal to save enough money to buy the rights to this match so he can burn it. He hates this match, Mang versus Crowbar, the chair on a pole match. Crowbar, on the other hand, loved it. It was one of his big first pay-per-view matches. He really had time to shine as a hardcore wrestler, swung the chair amazingly, and there's no way he's going to let the footage of that match be burned. So this match is a on-the-pole match, on-the-pole match, where you must obtain the rights to the match by climbing the pole and grabbing the footage and the rights. After 17 minutes, Mang, while about to headbutt Crowbar on the top rope, slips and falls. Crowbar successfully captures the footage and wins the rights to his on-a-pole match. (laughs) I hope it was just a disc. (laughs) <laughs> on a pole. Like, it was just a DVD. No, it was a VHS. <laughs> and a contract. That was your main event, the on-the-pole match, on-the-pole match. So, we have some real interesting choices here. <laughs> I think, pound for pound, these are two of the best cards that we've ever had. The main event was going to be Sting versus Jake Roberts because of their uh. coal miner's glove on the pole match, which... Yeah, would have maybe been a little bit better, <laughs> but I don't no. know. I needed something I for an on the pole match. On the pole match. I I I needed Sting to come down from that long staircase on the, at the Moosic Youth Center <laughs> that led to. Yeah, no, you needed more than I did. Much more than I did. <laughs> so now we turn it over to you, the listeners of the A Show. Go to our Twitter at the A Show on CKCC and vote for who you feel had the better card. And I think this is going to be a pretty tough decision for our listeners. Both cards were, they were something. I would definitely vote for both of my cards. That meant they're bullshit. Both of them are bullshit. Yours had some legit stuff. Maybe the the strong style match mine was all right. Um, I don't know. Like, when you said scientific calculator, that was, like, because you could have said anything, but scientific calculator was, like, the furthest possibility from my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I really was having a hard time thinking of random things, so I'm glad I I thought of scientific calculator and went with it. Like, if you would have said iPad, it would not have been funny. Scientific (laughs) calculator. No, is it just like a standard scientific calculator, or is it one of those big graphing calculators? Oh, yeah, it's graphing. I probably should have been more specific, but... Well, I thought of a graphing immediately when you... Yeah, that's what I pictured, too. I, Yeah, so I guess I'm glad with my wording, but I pictured a graphing calculator as well. That's immediately what I pictured, too. I went right back to uh, to 11th grade geometry class. A TX. 89 or whatever they were called. <laughs> it would have been just as good as if, if you would hit him with like, oh my god, he hit him with a framed diploma. <laughs> he hit him with yeah. a bag of tropical Skittles. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, Bonacota, do you have anything to plug? I would also like to plug your local SPCA because humans aren't worth it, but, but pets are. So, Two of our pets came from the SPCA. 
Yeah. So do- donate whatever you can. Me and my wife, we, uh, every Christmas, instead of getting each other a shitload of gifts, we get each other like one, one or two things, but then we'll donate like $500 to our local SPCA. So. Yeah, every year. They, yes, they need it more than we do, so because they can't spend for themselves. Shane Storm, do you have anything to plug? I do not, but I think the SPCA idea with uh, giving less gifts and giving back is a great idea, every so year. I'm going to start doing that, too. Absolutely. Chris Decker, I know you have an EP to plug. Yeah, uh, uh, October 7th, that's two days away, uh, White Picket Fences comes out, it's the... Ted Hazard EP that I helped, I, that I played, I played bass on, uh, the full LP, the EP, only two of the tracks, but, uh, uh, Ted's gonna come on over to face each other and do, like, uh, 2006, I think that, that'll be the year that we end up doing, uh, to help plug the, uh, the EP, and then in the, and then in the spring we'll, do, uh, be back around again to do the LP. And as you are listening, that came out last Friday. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it came out last Friday. So, or it came out. Yeah, it came out on Friday. Yeah, the past Friday. So check it out, Bandcamp or, or Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music. It, when you hear the old bass guitar, the or or it's not a bass guitar; it's a stand-up bass. Um, that is me that you hear. So check her out. As far as my plugs go, as this airs this coming Sunday. I'll be a part of Smash Master Wrestling's upcoming event called Smash Monster Wrestling. That is at the Circle Drive-In in Dixon City, outdoors. Uh, 3 o'clock bell time. We have to wait for the flea market to be over before we can start the show. Yes. Um, but lots of good stuff going on. Uh, Kit Raft taking on Killian McMurphy in the main event. That's going to be good. That'd be good. Um, I remember the majority of their last match at High Tension Wrestling. Uh, until I got ran into in the quarter. Oh, God. And then they both won, or lost. Depends on if you ask me or the Jeffrey. That match, along with many other matches, is available on independentwrestling.tv. If you go to IWTV as a new user, you use the code word DRAFT. You do not get anything for signing up. However, it lets Jerry know that you were listening to the A-Show, and that's how you heard about them. Also, our friends at NEPAWrestling.com are back. So make sure you check out NEPAWrestling.com for all the news on Northeast Pennsylvania Independent Wrestling. I know Kyle has been at pretty much every show that I've been on to, to cover it um, since NEPAWrestling.com came back. Last weekend, he was at Frontier Pro Wrestling, which was an adventure to say the least. Definitely love Frontier Pro Wrestling, lots of fun. Uh, they're out of the Stroudsburg area. We are a part of CKCCRadio.com. We have a lot of shows on CKCC Radio. Too many for me to name during this plug section, but we do have some podcast adjacent friends you can also check out, including At Odds with Wrestling, We Need Wrestling, Final Wrestling Place, Pod Van Dam, Hit My Music, Not Another Sports Podcast, and Honorable Mention. The Hooligans of Hops. Oh, that's Irish Kev's podcast. Okay, cool. <laughs> Viewer's Choice, IWTV Guide, The Stardom Cast, WWE War, No Chance in Helmet, The Rocket Randy's podcast, and Porch Talk. So next time here on the show, we'll do uh, Decker and Ted. Yeah, that'll be crazy fun. 
still to come this season as well, uh, the tag team of the Associates, Aaron Roxas and Luca Mancini, as well as Tommy Vex and Mary Elizabeth. They're going to come on as well. Oh, God. <laughs> I think we're still trying to get uh, Diamond City War Machine, but their their schedules are very, very complicated. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to get that together. They're supposed to be our first episode. And um, we're going to try to make it work moving forward. Shane Storm, Bo Nakoda, thank you both for joining us this week. Hell yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Guys, it's been super fun catching up with both of you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, oh, you know what? Before we leave, we'll do three, we'll do three questions of Bo Nakoda now. Uh, question number one. <laughs> what the fuck is a chop saw? A chop saw is an actual, it's a, uh, it's an actual machine at a lumber mill. And it's called a chop level. saw. You pull it yeah. down, right? Um, no, you, uh, you mark the wood for the defects that you want to get cut out, and then a, uh, a computer software system physically cuts it out itself. So. Isn't there a manual chop saw that you can use? Yeah, there is. Okay, alright, that's a thought. Um. Alright, that's three questions. That's all three of them. No, 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 no two more. <laughs> Ask um, him about an obscure match he had a long time ago that he's not gonna remember any of the details about. Oh, I already got it. Tell me about your match with Johnny Toxic. Very easy to put together. He wasn't complicated to work with. He uh didn't slap his leg whenever he kicked me. He had oh, proper rings. So it was easy and it was fun. <coughs> Next question. Uh, say, final right, question. Finally. Finally. <laughs> last question. Uh what is your relationship with the band Rush? Working Man was my uh, entrance song in C4 and a little bit of GSW for years. I'm a working man. Yeah, and that's it. That's my oh, relationship. That was a great theme to come out to. Yeah. So, uh, funny story. All season, and maybe prior to the season as well, Pete Alonzo on the New York Mets uses Working Man as his plate walk-up music. I'm sitting yeah, there watching that. games, yep. and I'm like, yep. I know this song from somewhere. Yeah, I'm fun. like, this is someone's entrance music. Who the hell used this song? I was like, it's Bo. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you ref those matches for about four or five years, so uh, more than that. <laughs> more than yeah. Final bonus question: Who's your favorite all-time flyer? Oh, McClare. No, there's a good answer. Probably Radko Gudis. What are your feelings on Rod Brindamore? No feelings. No feelings. What do you no feel on Eric Lindros? Uh, legend. <laughs> or Jeremy Roenick? No feelings. No feelings. All right, that's it. We can wrap it up. <laughs> 18 questions. Well. Okay. <coughs> the segment's now called 18 questions with Chris Decker. <laughs> <laughs> this started as, we have someone on the show that has a Wikipedia entry. Yeah. So, and that's not going to happen a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah, not with me anyway. <laughs> so we'll be back in two weeks. Decker against Ted. Make sure you go to the Twitter at the HO1CKCC. And as always, thank you for listening. Until next time, my name is Matt. And I'm Chris. And we will see you. <laughs>